Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. You need to be more like a doll. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. Hey, Nate, do you think uh, football started last night? I'll be entirely honest with you, Buck. I watched... Trying to think. The second I went to bed, see, I, I leave my phone next to my bed, which I know I shouldn't do, but I'll be like on my phone, like screw around. The time that I actually spent watching the game, not on my phone, not closing my eyes, not turning the other way, 27 seconds. <laughs> well, so no, I don't. I, I, sure, if, if we're really that desperate for football, which I think we all are, including myself, I'm actually very desperate for football, especially some Husker football. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm still not there. I know you want me to say yes. I'm, I'm just not there yet. I can't do it. I can't bring Abdul, myself to all say kinds it. of space. Five. <laughs> end zone. He was all alone. Let his way in there. Jermaine Illuminor led the way. And for the first time here in 2022, the Raiders have a touchdown. That's right. Amir Abdullah, <laughs> former Husker. That is fair. All right, first, all right. first touchdown of the football season's Amir Abdullah's. And you just want to take it away because you were tired? Uh, well. <laughs> Again, I'm... I, if if we're really that desperate for football and we're, we're saying go Huskers, which I think we all are, sure, fine, why not? Yeah, football well, absolutely. is football is back. Damn it! Why you, not? You can't say football's not back when Amir Abdullah already has a as a touchdown. He's one of the most beloved former Huskers in the NFL. For what it's worth, technically that touchdown doesn't count. <laughs> Why is that? Like if you look at their statistics over a career, like preseason games don't count well, in preseason your preseason stats. Do they have that? Can you find that? Can you find? Can I maybe? Can you? I don't think There's that's. Be somewhere I don't maybe. think that's attainable. Yeah. Like I don't think you can go right now and look up. Player preseason stats. Maybe I'm wrong. You would I don't think know. that there'd be like a database for this st- sort of stuff, but it is kind of hard to find some of this stuff too. Like even on like NFL.com, if you want to, find I don't think like it's attainable. Tackles, uh, the Raiders tackling uh, stats from like 1982. I don't think it's on there. Like I was looking the other day, it only goes so far back. Well, were they recording tackles then? Yeah. Because in the 80s, there were some things they didn't... Maybe it was tackles for I think for they loss. did. They just like had it in a book, and they never typed it over or something. <laughs> I'm not sure why not. You need to get on the guy that thought that was a good idea. <laughs> but People yeah, want sac- this. Sacks were rather new in the 80s, as well as the three-point line. Sackle. That's or, obviously cross sports, but that's kind of... Three-point line. I, I, yeah. Someone told me, and I don't know if there's much truth to this, 402-464-5685. I feel like that's a few things that I've said today that... I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I'm going to say it, and I'm going to hope that our <laughs> listeners can help me out if I'm right or wrong. Wasn't Nebraska the last state to incorporate the three-point line? Oh, yeah, for high school hoops? I, I think they were the last state. I might, Again, that could be entirely inaccurate. That sounds so don't, right for Nebraska. <laughs> so don't take that for – but for what it's worth, I can't remember. Someone told me that, and I want to say that they were credible – but if they were friends with me, maybe not. I can't imagine fifty-fifty like, shot being like. Obviously, in the modern day age of three-point three-pointers, it's hard to even like fathom basketball without it. Um, at least for you know a younger demographic that Respect didn't live through the mid-range. that. But I can't. I mean, I I bet that was like a big deal back in there. It was like 
Uh, you know, this you're changing basketball. The basketball purist was like, there's no three-point shot. <laughs> you can't well, score more than two with well, a shot. Because they probably thought, well, one, respect the mid-game. I'm all about the mid-range shot. That's why T.J. Warren was my favorite player until he decided he was going to sit out like two and a half years. He's bubble MVP. Bubble T.J. Warren was on <laughs> fire. Yeah. T.J. Warren was one of the best mid-range shooters in the NBA. Love the mid-range. But I think they thought it was a slippery slope, which I heard, have heard rumblings that they're thinking about a four-point shot. It's already in the All-Star game. Yeah. And I, I, listen, I'll put up with a lot of stuff when it comes to the NBA. I'll watch the playoffs regular season. If the Pacers are good, maybe I'll watch. I wish Nebraska had a team because I would right. be – if it was like – I don't know, the Omaha Storm or they something. They didn't have like. the Omaha Kings way in the back in the day. But was that like a G League team? No, no. It was the Omaha Kansas City Kings. Okay. So, <laughs> what do you mean Omaha Kansas City? I'm serious. What does it that was, even it mean? Was the Omaha Kansas City Kings means they played well, supposedly half their games in each spot. But in reality, <laughs> it was like most of their games in Kansas City, a few games in Omaha. Um, but I'd take that. It was. I mean, that was a, that was a deal. They should do that day. with the Thunder. Yeah. Give Omaha like – play the CHI Center – Give them five games a year. You would sell out every game. Yeah. Why not? Well, Oklahoma Have somewhat City of a traveling night. team. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, the Omaha Thunder. We're going with that. If there was an Omaha Thunder, I'd be fans of them. Oh, yeah. But I'm a Pacers fan, and so I don't really watch the NBA. Basically, I'm going all the way around to my main point. If there was a four-point line, I'd stop watching. That would probably yeah. that would probably do it in for me. Well, that's fair. I, I mean, I'd still watch. I just... I, I don't feel like that is going to benefit the game because no. I don't want to see happen. young kids shooting. I mean, you already have that. You already have that. But I mean, practicing four point shots and maybe it, I mean, I, I don't know. It also just like completely changes the game. You know, it's if you're up by eight. You shouldn't just have some guy chucking up shots and getting you back in the game. in two. We probably sound like old men. Because Wait, yeah, I bet you sports talk radio in 1978 was like this damn three That's point shot is going to ruin the game. <laughs> Well, I think that actually would ruin the game. Also, Micah says, going to be the last date without a shot clock, too. Yeah. I didn't know Nebraska high school doesn't have a shot clock. It's 2022, and they're just getting around to it. I think they're starting um, the funding or whatever. It, it's it, The movement is, is finally worked to try to get a shot clock in. Um, but that is that – is, that is criminal, isn't it? I mean, I, I know that part of it's the uh, the um, you know the cost of getting and all that, but right. that changes fundamentally what basketball. Oh, absolutely, is absolutely. Without a shot clock. Class A uh, will have shot clock this coming season. All right, well, we're stepping into the there it is the new so, era of high that. school basketball for Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, you want if you want respect for your recruits and stuff, at least have them play a modern day sport. <laughs> You know, you can't that just have completely. That's honestly rules. so bizarre that they don't have a shot clock. Because I'm like, if you wanted to, you could technically dribble out the entire quarter. Yeah, and which, what is? I mean, that's like again. What is that? It's it's. I feel bad for the defense. Like that's part too. of the 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 whole idea of defending and defending well is they're going to run out of time. You're gonna you know they're gonna have to put something up. If they never have to put something up. Um, then it, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that that's absolutely silly. And then the idea that shot clocks are like expensive or something. It's like, just get a guy that with a bell or something, you know, like <laughs> ring, even, ring. Yeah. Just actually starting to count down 10, nine. They could do, yeah. They could have that guy or like the, the OG when you played rec basketball, when you were in elementary middle school, they had the little ribbon. That you turned every time someone scored a point. Do you oh, remember yeah, that? Yeah, those were cool. Do you those yeah. were, I think it was when I played uh, upward basketball. Then you move into rec league and they had the little ribbon. You just, yeah. you just pull on over. Well, those, <laughs> that was awesome. Those, those scoring tables are never very 
official. You, <laughs> They're not very good. I remember it was college intramurals was the worst because half of the referees would show up drunk, and it's like, oh, great. Like, yeah. Who knows what the score is going to be? Who knows if the clock's going to be stopped? And it's always like somebody's oh. girlfriend because you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to bring six guys. You only bring five, and then like she does, she's never done this, and no. she doesn't care. No. That, well, that's intramural sports for you. Yeah. Dusty says what they call it, the four-point shot or a Steph Curry. I like that, Dusty. Steph Curry is what caused this. Yeah, well, like I like I've always said, this is the it's 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 somewhat new that this is actually being pushed and it might actually happen in our lifetimes. Let's, let's hope not, but it might. I hope. Um, not. But I always go back to Antoine Walker. That's why he was when he was with Boston. He was asked, "Why are you shooting so many three point shots?" Because he wasn't making them that night. He said, oh, "There's not a four point line." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Strick play with Antoine Walker? He did. Yeah, he called. Uh, he's nice. got some nicknames for him. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was Strick. I. I Strick played and helped uh, the Celtics get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's it right. Was awesome. That's yeah. right. That's why yeah. he's your boy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't know him by then. I was like 11. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it was still still pretty cool. Um, and, of course, Strick will be joining us later here on the block. Uh, that is interesting, though, that you brought up, too, is if, if Nebraska did get – um, you know, Omaha did get an MLB team, uh, NFL Ooh. team, NBA team. Would it? Would you change who you cheer for? I mean, if you've been uh, like for me, can I just not be a Celtics fan anymore? I don't think so. I've been a Celtics fan my whole life. Uh, I think if, if it actually push came to shove, and someone called you like a fraud or a fake fan or something like that, I think you'd probably be like, "All right, time to change." Because that's the thing is like you, if Omaha somehow got like an NHL team, you would probably have well, to. I don't jump. have an NHL team. Okay, so. but okay, <laughs> NBA. If they got an NBA, you would have to jump back. You wouldn't have a choice. You're from Nebraska. I don't know though. I, I that just, would be no. That you would just be drawing the your line. You have at to. This point. You never. That's that's oh, a rule you have of to. fandom. Well, think about that. So the Thunder. Who, what were Thunder fans before they came to Oklahoma City? You're telling yeah. me those people didn't turn into Thunder fans? I'm sure if it a lot actually of them did. Ha- If it actually happened, I think you would. It's just because it's know. hypothetical and we know it wouldn't happen. But if it did, <laughs> I don't know. If it did. You would, cha- you would change your allegiance? Who's your biggest pro uh, team allegiance? Like out of all the pro sports? Yeah. The Colts. Yeah, yeah. If, the, if if somebody moved, if, if Blacksburg <laughs> got a team, you would, well, you would just abandon the It's Colts? interesting because, no, I probably wouldn't abandon them. I'd root for both. But there was a time when Sacramento was thinking about leaving Sacramento, obviously, the Kings. Yeah. We're thinking about Virginia Beach was at the top oh, of their yeah. list. And at the time, I was like, okay, I'll still be a Pacers fan, but I'm actually absolutely going to be a Virginia Beach Kings fan. That's yeah. awesome. You, I mean, it is. You'd you definitely be a fan. I mean, you would you would you would get into it. But like, I, trust me. Over the years, as an NFL, <laughs> an Arizona Cardinals fan, I've thought, you know, it'd be great if I chose to cheer for somebody that wins or gets to the playoffs once in a while. Ah, uh, you don't want to be that guy. Well, you don't. No, but, you don't want to be the Patriots but I'm saying fan. It, Sorry, Rico. Yeah, Rico's is the worst of, of, it is. of all oh, of us, a Yankees-Patriots fan. I mean, That's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, he's no, going to defend himself. I've explained it to you. I chose these teams because my grandfather hated them. <laughs> Well, that's a good well. reason, but at the same time, <laughs> ev- you know why your grandfather hates them? Because everybody hates because them. Because he was a Mets fan and a yeah. Giants fan. Well, there's partially that. Also because they win a lot, and everybody hates the win. So yeah. he hated the Yankees, and he hated the Patriots, and I was like, I'm going to root against you. Yankees fans, I just... Then he was a Spurs uh, fan, but I was just like... 
The Spurs would be a cool team go, to root for because he can't really be a bandwagon bandwagon Spurs. I like low, I like early two thousand. I like low key root for the Spurs, but I'm a Knicks fan, so yeah. But it's like low key, uh, like that's just terrible too. <laughs> Why they suck? Uh, that is uh, fair enough. They do suck. Hey, I'm at least I'm East Coast, right? That is true. That is true. Fair enough. Yeah, you got to stick to a region. You know, New York and Boston is kind of <laughs> yeah sacrilege, but look, I'm not I'm not going. I'm not switching my baseball team and my basketball team to Boston, and I'm definitely not switching my football team to New York. So. The weird thing about being a Boston yeah, fan, because I am a Celtics Red Sox fan. I didn't jump on with the Patriots. But the weird thing about that Thank is God. not necessarily having pride in the, the fan base because they're a bunch of – Oh, they're terrible. They're, they're awful people. <laughs> Literally terrible people. Yeah. They are the worst. So it's, it's weird to be like, yeah, I, yeah I'm definitely among the best of that fan base. That is the one but benefit I that I do have is that – my allegiance to the Colts and Pacers, because my family grew up in Indianapolis. Yeah. Like, born and raised, didn't move until they had kids. So it's like, okay, I have an actual reason. I feel like it's tough for Nebraska fans, or I guess just Nebraska sports fans, because there isn't really a team to root for in basically any sport, unless maybe the Royals, yeah. because one, you have the Storm Chasers, who are the Royals affiliate. Also, yeah. Kansas City's, what, three and a half hours away? It's the closest. But- that, that, the Royals make sense. The Chiefs won... Okay, I guess I get, and they haven't been very good. But now it's kind of frustrating. It's like, oh, you like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, like real unique, you know? Well, yeah, they're kind of falling in that cat, that, pa- that Patriots Lincoln category. Lincoln and Nebraska in general is just divided. It's interesting. There's a lot of NFC North fans, a lot of Broncos fans. Uh, right, we're gonna have them on the station again. So we're big Broncos fans. We are big Broncos. I actually am. They had Peyton Manning. Yeah, they I'm did. A big Broncos guy. No, they have Russell Wilson. Uh, Corey Lincoln says you would have to jump ship. No choice, especially if the origin of your fandom for other teams is relatively arbitrary or random. Uh, that's a good point. If you just pick the team as a kid, that's sort of a lame reason to be a fan in the first place. Corey and Lincoln kind of have a point. But kind of what I was saying though too, like I've I've somewhat actively tried to jump the Arizona Cardinals fan base <laughs> <laughs> at times because there's years where they're just like three and thirteen and like I'm not. I'm going to watch other games. I'm sorry. I don't care really yeah. what happens with this team. They're the Colts even, fall in that category. Yeah, it happens yeah. from time to time. But I'm telling you, I couldn't do it. Like, I can't just, like, all of a sudden be a you, Steelers fan. I still cheer for the Cardinals no, but in also, my heart. I can't switch. The Cardinals are one of those teams that it comes in waves. So, like, the Cardinals are kind of the worst kind of team because you hang on and you hang on and you hang on. Then they get really good and then you get really excited and they obviously flame out and lose. Cause that's just what teams like that do. Yeah. And then they're just terrible. It's like, okay, I'm actually going to do it. And then they'll draft like Kyler Murray. It's like, okay, maybe there's a reason to hang around a little <laughs> bit. Unfortunately, if you're a Lions fan, I've done this. Oh, my goodness. And whenever the Lions get brought up, I genuinely apologize to Lions fans. I could... Out of all franchises in professional sports, I can't imagine being a Lions fan. Although they oh did, my god, they, they had Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, which again and made them retire early because they were <laughs> so bad of a franchise. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, there's there's worse eras to go through than that, watching one of the best wide receivers and one of the best running backs of all time. Um, I know it's frustrating that they didn't do anything ultimately with them, but uh, they literally retire. Imagine your franchise being so bad that the best players to ever play for the franchise. Le- like retired, decided they would rather not play football at all than play for the franchise. And then your third best player in franchise history, again, I know there's more extended Detroit Lions history, but post Barry Sanders is all I really know. Your third player that comes to mind is Matt Stafford, who the year after he leaves wins a Super Bowl. 
It does a silly <laughs> commercial know, about oh you in the next God. year. <laughs> I just can't remember. Like I, I genuinely, if you are on our text line, 402-464-5685, my heart goes out to you if you're a Lions fan. Genuinely goes out to you because that must just hurt. Now, what we're talking about, too, is a scenario where maybe a, a pro team moves to Omaha. Would you switch your allegiance to whatever it is, NFL, NBA, whatever your favorite pro team is, uh, say a, a team gets moved to Omaha. Somebody off the text line says that scenario would create a whole new level of J-Screws. And, yeah, I mean, that, that's another thing ab- about it, too, is yeah. um, there is a little bit of a, a sibling rivalry, I suppose you could call it, between Lincoln and Omaha. Um, some people just don't like Omaha just because <laughs> Creighton's there. And I'm serious. Like, that's that. That's there's so nowhere sad. else to go besides Omaha from Lincoln as far as, you know, a one-hour drive or anything within three hours, like we're saying with Kansas City. But still, they just hate Omaha because Creighton's there. Um, I used to be one of these people. <laughs> yeah. I did until I until I went to Omaha and was I, like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." That is kind of funny because I, when I first came here, I was like, "Wait a minute, Creighton's in Nebraska." Like, even if Nebraska's not very good, like root for Creighton basketball, that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I got here and it was like, "No, you don't root for Creighton." You don't do that, no. and I didn't know. I didn't know there's that much of a rivalry. <laughs> they don't even have a football team. No, they did back in the day when we were covering uh, the the uh, early 1900s. Nebraska beat them pretty bad. Nice. Take that, Creighton. Take that, Creighton. <laughs> Corey and Lincoln, my mom's from Detroit, and I have a ton of family still there, and I still never allow myself to be a Lions fan. Corey, that's honestly good for you because I had a my my boss at – this is the weirdest thing ever, too, is in ESPN Blacksburg when I worked there during school at Virginia Tech, my boss was from Detroit and grew up there, was from Michigan. He got tired of the snow, so he just like, all right, I'll find a warm weather place and just plant it on a map and applied for radio jobs and ended up in Blacksburg, Virginia. But diehard Lions fan, and that's where like I first started to realize how sad it is. He's just miserable. He's like, all right, here we go. I hope we win three games this year. And he's like, even if we make the playoffs, we'll lose. I've never in my lifetime, he's, I don't know, 42 years old. He's like, I haven't even seen a playoff win. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that is so, like, that is genuinely sad. Like, I, I, it makes your heart Like, hurt. your peak lines moment with some regular season win, then? That's just, Literally. That's he's tough. never seen yeah. a playoff win. I'm like, that just, that hurts. That digs yeah. deep. And I'm sorry, because I, as someone that takes their sports way more seriously than I should, I, I feel for you. Yeah. I do. It's weird, too, because when you get to the college level, obviously in the NFL or, you know, in a professional sports league, it's supposed to be balanced. You're supposed to be able, unless you have terrible management, which certainly you could, you could say the Lions did ownership, all that stuff. Um, you know, it's, but it's supposed to balance out eventually. It is kind of weird as a, as a fan. And maybe, you know, Nebraska basketball fits in this category to a degree. But there's just a curse on Nebraska basketball. It's not like they don't have facilities or, you know, they don't have, uh, you know, they don't have enough money. I think it is There is some sort of ceiling on Nebraska. There really shouldn't be. It's just the curse. Um, but, there, you know, the other part of it is like in, <laughs> in football, you know, I, it's weird just to relate because when I went to an Iowa State football game and they're playing Texas, it wasn't like, you know, Nebraska, everybody kind of knows Texas can recruit better and get all the Texas athletes and, and like that. So it's, it's always, Texas. It's always going to be difficult. Everything's bigger in Texas. But at Nebraska, there was never the idea that's like, just like, yeah, Texas is better this year. We'll see what happens. You know, there's always like Nebraska's going to fight up and, and, and maybe they've got the better players because they develop and all this stuff nice. better. When I went to Iowa State and Texas, just listening to the fans around me, it's just like, yeah, we'll never have the players Texas does. We'll just see, uh, you know. So it's just kind of like really? sad, like, 
there's a ceiling on Iowa State football that just you're just not going to have uh, the access of the players that Texas is. And, may, and again, it might be because they're similar to Nebraska basketball in that they've just never achieved uh, any level of success above nine or ten wins. Well, that's what hurts so much is that Nebraska basketball, now that I think about it, that's a good theory, Bach, that there probably is a curse. What caused it and who would be the sacrificial lamb? <laughs> We've talked about this. Little Red is probably at the top of the list. Yes. But I know you defend Little No, Nick defends yeah, Little no. Red. I think we sacrifice Little Red. <laughs> someone see if it helps. <laughs> someone needs to be sacrificed at this point. <laughs> Gus, Nathan, screw this sports talk. Now you're talking my language, Gus. The real question is, did your license ever show up? Yes, Gus. I am officially a Nebraska Cornhusker. I reside in the state of Nebraska. Uh, Nathan B. 1011, by the way, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I posted uh, the picture of it, too, and I said officially Nebraskan, so that was pretty exciting. So, yes, Gus, my, my license did show up, and I was not going to lie, I was starting to get pretty stressed about that, so yeah. that for whatever it's worth. Texter says, how would UNL get people to buy tickets to their terrible sports if we have other teams <laughs> to keep us occupied? Nice. Good well, singer. Fair enough. That's Aaron, cool. hey, guys, I'm a Cleveland Guardians slash Indians fan over the years. Every time we have been good and made to the World Series or far in the playoffs, we dismantle our team. It gets really frustrating, always knowing that you can get so close and never get over the hump. Aaron, that's what I feel worst for you is if you're a diehard baseball fan, and I kind of go in waves. Like if they, I'll be honest. Like I, I can be kind of a fair weather baseball fan. I'm a big Cubs fan, was super excited when they won the World Series, been a Cubs fan my whole life. But if the Cubs suck, like – just check out. Hey, I mean, it's 162 <laughs> games. I'll ch- like I'll yeah. watch a game if it's on ESPN or something like that. I won't buy the MLB pass and all this. If you're a diehard baseball fan and like Aaron, you're of you're like a, of a small market yeah. team. I feel for you because there's literally these other sports. They're just poorly like the Lions have. Every technically, other than being in Detroit, which, yeah, that kind of hurts you because no athletes really want to go to Detroit. It's not really a destination. You have all the resources and the same money as every other team in the NFL. Like, you are just a terribly run organization. Right. Look at the Bengals. They're the least valuable franchise in football. Went to the Super Bowl, for crying out loud. MLB, you're screwed. Like, there, there's literally nothing you can yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, you just have a window. You have a window thing. of your rookie contracts. Maybe you pay a guy or two. Yeah. Outside of that, you're screwed. Like, th- there's literally nothing you can do. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, just like being around Kansas City. Again, I'm a Red Sox fan more than a, and a Royals fan. Um, but when, you know, just being around Kansas City and growing up around it, it was it's just weird. It was like... When Johnny Damon was good, like you kind of cheer for him as he leaves. You're like, well, I hope that the former Royals, like Jermaine, <laughs> die. Like, that's Jermaine a, died. Yeah, nice. Like that's a former Royal, yes. But you know, like he left for more money. I mean, that, <laughs> that, that, but that's, that's just, just how what it happened. Was. The Royals are a perfect example because they they cashed they, in the they won window. the World yeah. Series. It all timed up perfectly. You didn't pay anybody except for I think Salvador Perez because he's still on the team. Alex Gordon, nice Husker. Yep. But then, like, it gets dismantled. You're essentially the worst team in baseball two years later. Yeah. It hurts. And it I, I feel bad for small market small market fans, especially if you're, like, a diehard baseball fan because there's just no way out. Like the, like, the Guardians, for what it's worth, they're building something. It looks like they're a decent baseball team. But like he says, even if you get to the top and it doesn't – if it doesn't pan out you don't win a World Series, you're screwed. Everyone's sold. Everyone's gone at the deadline. Texture says, interesting theory. Nebraska needs to turn the horseshoe upside down so the luck can fall out because of the 90s. It was overflowing, and now all the luck is stuck inside. So we need to flip it over so luck can come out and we can get back to winning. All right, Texture. The horseshoe. I like it. Yeah. That's something more maybe 
less violent I didn't than think, sacrificing yeah, Little it's Red. like, Little Red, you're done. <laughs> All right, I kind of like that one, Texter. Tater says, are you an actual Huskers fan, Nate? What brought you here? Tater, I always have a good reply to that. So what brought me here was the job. Had never been to Nebraska before. Never even stepped foot in the state. You come here, you get involved in the community. You can't really help but being a Nebraska fan. But then now I started dating a girl. My girlfriend played softball at Nebraska, so I literally don't have a choice. Her dad would kill me. So, <laughs> like, it's one of those because they're from Nebraska, and it's basically you're a Nebraska fan. You don't have any choice otherwise, which yeah. is why I love the state, why it's so great. You come into our state, you're a Nebraska fan, damn it. You don't like it, you're gone. That's well, how it should be. We're glad that you're a Nebraska fan now, but uh, part of part of it is a bit of a learning process, though, and I'm going to teach you <laughs> I know a little you bit are. more right, right. here in the next segment why every time I say this or that about Wisconsin or Iowa, you're always talking trash on, on Graham Mertz or, or Spencer Petras. I'll show you why th- that quarterback position matters very little in these losing streaks of those teams. So we'll talk about that coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.